Join me right now. Back on the show is Rising Fighting Federation Lightweight Smashing Machine, Johnny Case. What's going on, Johnny? Not much, man. Good to see you. Good. Thanks for having me back on. No doubt, no doubt, man. Um, you have went over to Japan, destroyed two of the best that they have. You know, Yachi and Kitaoka. What has the ride been like for you? You know, fighting for Ryzen, fighting over in Japan. Man, it's been awesome. Uh, for anybody who's never experienced the Ryzen show, it's the the production is over the top, man. It's like it's like the Super Bowl every event they have. You know what I mean? Like. It's just, it's amazing. The fans are so amazing. They're so respectful. They, they praise fighters, you know, like, like fighters are like the, like the highest calling over there. So the respect is there and like, they just love the warrior spirit and they love, they love the, the martial arts aspect of, of the, that fighting brings, you know, and all, you know, obviously fighting for Ryzen with the, uh, the Japanese rule sets, the head kicks on the ground, the knees on the ground. It's really kind of invigorated my, my love for the, the sport. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like completely, like it's a completely different fight now, you know, fighting in a ring instead of a cage. So it's been great, man. It's been awesome for my career. It's been awesome for my development as a fighter. And, uh, I I'm, I'm right where I want to be. Is it weird to be cheered by the fans for beating up their hometown heroes? <laughs> uh, no, not really. So I've been fortunate enough to fight all over the world. Um, fought in Japan before, uh, fought in Mexico, fought in uh, Australia, Brazil. And uh, for the most part, you know, like uh, everywhere I fought besides Brazil, everybody was cool. Like, you know, if you go out there and then you start fighting, they're like, man, this kid's, this kid's good. He's got good skills. Then they kind of embrace that, that anyway, you know? Um, so like, yeah, so it's not really not that, that odd to me, you know? Last weekend, UFC Mexico, you know, Jeremy Stevens, Yair Rodriguez, you know, Jeremy Stevens, of course, got poked in the eye, but afterwards the crowd went pretty nuts, you know, throwing things into the ring and then throwing a bunch of stuff at uh jeremy stevens when you saw that what were you thinking man so crazy fucking fact like crazy facts so i actually used to live with jeremy stevens and uh, i trained in san diego he was a partner of mine uh i fought in mexico city for my third fight in the ufc ufc 188 suffered the same eye poke in the round in the first round and uh you know and i couldn't see but you know, kind of, I was lucky enough to have a fucking one of the best referees in the game in the game is John McCarthy. And, uh, because of him, he's the reason where I, I could finish my fight. You know what I mean? Like, whereas like my first instinct was like, I can't fucking see this guy. You know what I mean? Like, how am I going to win if I can't see him? And, uh, I think it was just, you know, it's, it's a shitty, it's a shitty situation, you know, like the, uh, the fighter in, in you is like, nah, I can like, just go fucking fight this guy. But the logic in you says, nah, man, like, I can't fucking see. This guy's a world-class, you know. The people are a lot faster when you can only see half. <laughs> so so uh, it's just a really unfortunate thing, man. It just, it just happens. Your last fight, it looked like your arm was pretty banged up. Did you have to get surgery? No surgery. No break, actually. Thank, thank goodness. Uh, it was just a bone contusion, just a real deep bruising. Um, they sat at the, uh, the, uh, the arena at... Uh, in Japan, at the time, they did like an ultrasound. They had like an ultrasound thing, and they said that they thought that they could see a fracture with that. But then we ended up getting X-rays, and there was no damage. It was just uh, just banged up real good. Was there any worries that you couldn't return in time for this tournament? Uh, at for initially, so I thought when I thought it was broken, that was that was going to be an issue. 
I was going to, you know, I was going to do whatever I could to make sure that there was going to be a go ahead. But, um, but yeah, now that, you know, I've, I've, I've taken care of it, I've done the physical therapy I've done, you know, I've been training with it hundred percent back, back to normal. So I'll be throwing it again. It's like, <laughs> just like the kid they the pipe. So when the promotion announced that you were facing Roberto de Souza in the first round, what were your initial thoughts on that matchup? I was really excited with that matchup. Very, very excited with this matchup. Um, I feel like, you know, he's nine and oh, the guy's obviously got skills, he, you know, but, um, he hasn't, he's not really, he's not really a complete MMA fighter just yet. You know what I mean? Um, and he's been, he's got wins, but he's over, he got wins over guys who really aren't that great MMA fighters either. You know what I mean? Um, even his last two stoppages with, uh, those opponents, you know, it wasn't, he, you know, he didn't really even have time to implement his ground game. He fought two grapplers, I believe, and ended up just knocking him out because he was the taller, lengthy, lengthier guy. You know, got the guys walking in, you know, I feel like it's such a good matchup for me. You know, I'm so dynamic on the striking. I can wrestle my, my jiu-jitsu's up. So I feel like I'm the whole package and, um, you know, he's good. I think he's going to have a great career, but he's just not ready for this animal. Souza, he, he, he is a definitely dangerous on the ground, you know, and he's knocked out his last two opponents. Is that kind of make fans delusional, you know, sometimes where a guy goes in and kind of, I'm not saying it's lucky, but, you know, in a way it is a lucky, like, punch. You catch somebody when they're coming in, right? I think people aren't very good at breaking shit down and, and looking at actual skill set. They're just kind of looking at the result and watching the fight and be like, oh, yeah, but he finished the fight there. It's like, but if you look at how he set it, there's no setup. There's no setup at all. Kideoka was was you know, just gung-ho on coming forward, ramps, walked right into punches. He's a grown man. I mean, he should fucking be able to knock people out. If they're kind of, they're going to stand right in front of you and you can just tee off on them. If you don't knock them out, you're a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Like, it, you just got to look at facts. You know, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to say like the average fan isn't educated, but you, you, they don't think like a fighter. They don't train with a fighter. They don't understand tactics. They don't understand what they're looking at necessarily. They're just seeing punches landing, kind of, you know, stuff like that. So, I don't think they're naive. I mean, the guys, the guys, good. He's he's got skills. He's nine and zero for a reason. But uh, me knowing the level, the level that I fight at, the level that I train at, the level that I can see and other people, the kid's just not there yet, man. Where have you been uh, preparing for this upcoming fight? So I train out of uh, Extreme Couture in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, been here for about the last year. Um, before that, I was at the MMA lab in Phoenix, Arizona. As you fight more in Japan, you know, get more comfortable with the rules and the setting. Have you made any changes throughout the last, uh, you know, uh, year or so to your training camp to kind of better uh, fit yourself for Ryzen? Very much, very much. So. I remember like thinking like when I was first came over to uh, fighting Japanese rules with like the, the knees to the head and the soccer kicks and stuff. I'm like, you know, when you're doing American MMA, you get in those positions all the time because people can't knee you in the head. They can't kick you in the head. They can't stomp you in the head. So you're kind of naive and being like, yeah, I'm going to get this all the time. But then you fight that style and all of a sudden those positions are gone within seconds because people know that they're going to get kneed in the head. They know they're going to get in the head. So I was kind of naive and thinking like, yeah, I'm going to get some soccer kicks and I'm going to get that style. because so I was training that a lot, you know, and really trying to implement that style. And it's like, it's really hard to do that because people, <laughs> believe it or not, people don't want to get their heads stomped on. So, so uh, the training, the training, uh, that style has been different and it's been really fun. Like I said, uh, 
but uh yeah it's been like it's, it's been a little bit of an eye-opener you know like some things that i thought that would be you know aren't, aren't necessarily true i guess there's no time to relax right in certain positions because of the threat of the knees and the kicks and things like that exactly yeah you got to constantly be, be fighting for the finish and that's that's my style anyway you know what i mean like even you know when i was fighting american mma it's like i've never been one to go out there and just lay on people and try to eke out a decision like i'm always trying if i'm on my back i'm trying to get the fuck up i'm trying to knock you out i'm trying to get on top of you and submit you like so you know like my style really really works well for that rule set when you look at the landscape of this first round you know what do you think is the the closest matchup uh, you mean would it be like the best, like the, the the question mark of like who wins the fight? Yeah, I think probably Kofik and Damian Brown. I okay. think that's probably that. That's one I don't really understand. Like I I, I want to say like, well, Kofik's got the better kickboxing, but Damian's definitely got the better submission skills. So that's like a clash of styles. And Damian's tough as they come. You know, what I mean, Damian's got heart, whereas Kofik hasn't really shown a grittiness in a fight. You know, he's kind of been like a the kind of fighter that just kind of fucking dominates, you know, I haven't really seen him in bad positions and have to use his heart. Whereas I've seen Damien bite down, you know, let that heart of a lion show in the fight. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting matchup. I think Pitbull, Kawajiri, I think Pitbull kind of smashes his way through there. Same with, uh, Yusakeda and actually the Yusakeda and the Luis Gustavo fight. That's kind of a, that's, that's kind of a question mark too. But I don't know. I don't really know anything about the Yusakeda kid other than, that kind of that weird fight that he had uh, to get into the tournament. It kind of ended weird. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's that should be a question mark fight too. So, but I think Pitbull Kawajiri, That's obviously a mismatch. I think Miyatoshi's a mismatch. I'm not saying that the guy isn't going to come ready to fight. Like I'm prepared for a war. But uh, like I said, skill set. Like you know, I'm just too much for him. I think. Uh, but Damian Brown. I, Damian Brown Tofik. I think Tofik gets his heart tested, and we'll see what he's really made of in that fight. Yeah, there's a few guys in the tournament that are wild cards. You know, they just go in there and and let it fly. I think, and you know, like uh, your opponent and uh, Hiroto, you, you, was it Yusa Yusaki, right? He's one of yeah. those guys too. Yeah, agree. Is he? Yeah, like pretty much from what I've seen. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the way he conducts himself in there. So, hey, man, that kind of that style is. Uh, it can be dangerous uh, if you allow yourself to be pulled into that kind of mindset and fight, and you're not going to fight smart. Then that that could present a lot of damage. You know, that could present a lot of dangers. But if you're smart and calculated, and you stick to your game plan. Now, in this fight, you know, you've knocked out both of your previous opponents. In this fight, do you see the same thing happening? You see yourself basically dominating, just like your first two fights. I do. Yeah, I see me finishing this fight. Uh, I see me just going out there and. And just being too much for the kid, you know, uh, open. I mean, I'm sure the guy's prepared. I'm sure he's going to come out and he's going to, you know, he wants to win just as much as I want to win. But, um, yeah, I think the result's going to be the same. You got there and I finished this guy, put him away. Who do you see yourself meeting in the finals of the Grand Prix? Well, that's a good question because I don't know exactly how this format plays out, but if it plays out the way that we drew, then that means I fight <clears throat> Tofik. And Damien, the winner of that fight, is who I fight in the semifinals. Then, then the other side of the bracket would be Yusakeda, Luis Gustavo, Pibble, and Kawajiri. And I think that's easily the weakest side of the bracket, with Pibble being the the dominant one on that side. So, 
I would say Pitbull. But if they change the format and we redraw for the semifinals, then I don't know who the hell I get. Then and it could be Tofik, could be Damian, could be could be Pitbull. You know, I think it's going to be between those three. Mentally entering this tournament, do you see that you have a target on your back, or do you see that the target is on, let's say, Patricky Pitbull's back because he's the guy, the only guy who's from Bellator coming into this tournament representing that organization? Yeah, I don't really feel pressure like a target on my back, and I don't really have a target out for anybody. Like, I'm just here to fucking whoop ass, man. Whoever they put in front of me, win. That's it. Just that simple. There's no grudge. There's no animosity. There's nothing. I'm not trying to put any pussies up on the pedestal, if you know what I'm saying. I'm just trying to get out there and do my thing, and if I do that and take care of that, then I'll be champion. I know that. All right, man. Well, I'm excited for this tournament, man. It's going to start October 12th, Ryzen 19, Osaka, Japan. Johnny, man, um, good luck to you, man, on this tournament, on this fight. And uh, hope to see you on uh, New Year's Eve, man. Hell yeah, man. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it, brother.